Welcome to the Iowa Hawkeye Sports Fan Podcast. Jimmy Hawk here, and I want to talk a little Iowa Hawkeye football. I was almost done. I thought 2020 is over, uh, bowl game canceled, time to move on. Let's move into 2021. But I really want to show some appreciation for this Hawkeye football team, the character of the guys, uh, determination that they showed, and their accomplishments after starting the season 0-2. Going to talk some basketball later this week uh, after the big game Tuesday night versus Northwestern. And yes, it is going to be a big game. Uh, it, is, it is a big game with Northwestern now 3-0 in the Big Ten, ranked 19th in the nation. And the Big Ten now has nine teams in the top 25. I don't even know if this has happened before. 36% uh, of the teams in the top 25 are from the Big Ten. So this is shaping up to be a fun season with big games every week and almost every game. So, but let's get back to, to football and reflect a little bit on the 2020 season. The ups and the downs, the disappointments and accomplishments. And, you know, it all started with the Big Ten not knowing how to start the football season, putting out a schedule, canceling. Um, while other conferences seem to, to be able to go forward and have a plan. And then they announced a late eight-game schedule. And I think Iowa was only one of two teams in the Big Ten that got to play all eight uh, scheduled games as other teams either had COVID issues or played teams that had COVID issues and games were canceled. So it took a lot of discipline from the Iowa players, the coaches, and staff, and give them credit for that. Obviously, some luck around who the opponent was uh, as well, but that luck just ran out at the end of the year, and, and we'll get to that later. Well, Iowa had a bit of a rough start to the season. The 10 penalty game at Purdue with two costly red zone fumbles and a close loss to start the season. And then Northwestern, another disappointing game with three interceptions, a game where the offense didn't seem to be in sync after a 17-0 lead and losing 21-20 with really nothing going on the offense in the second half. And a lot of teams, you know, might have given up at that point, especially in this really strange pandemic year with our abnormal lives that we're leading right now and and they're not winning games but but not this team they made a, a complete turnaround and they did that by doing what Iowa does best and it's running the football and I want to talk about some of the key Hawkeye players this year and let's start with two really good running backs with first team all-conference sophomore Tyler Goodson and senior Makai Sargent. And those guys were just a great compliment for each other. And uh, along with the, the really good offensive line, they kept the offense humming. On the offensive line, Tyler Linderbaum was considered one of the best, if not the best center in the nation this year. And it's gonna be interesting to see if he opts to head to the NFL or come back for a fourth year in the program. And there's some really solid Offensive lineman coming back next year with Kallenberger, Ince, Shot, and Plum got some experience as well this year. Obviously, the great left tackle, Alaric Jackson, will be missed with how many games he has started, uh, protecting the blind side of Stanley and Petrus. And then Cole Banwart um, has been a solid player, uh, battled some injuries throughout his career, but he's a senior as well. If you look at our quarterback this year, Spencer Petrus, you know, he did not have the luxury of spring ball, normal practice schedules to get his timing down, practice 
his progressions and, and get a really good grasp of the offense. Kind of had to do it on the fly this year, and he didn't even have non-conference games to gain that experience. The result on the field was inconsistency, but there were flashes of really solid quarterback play, uh, and some of it in, in crunch time in the second half of games. And I hope the quarterbacks have an opportunity to have spring ball and be able to compete like a normal year in 2021. But I really respect what Petrus was able to do. If you look at the whole body of work, this year and how he helped lead the team to six straight victories uh, to end the year and just kept battling. And there was a lot of excitement this year for the wide receiver group at Iowa. There were ups and downs that went along with the quarterback situation, lack of spring ball and practice. But seniors Amir Smith-Marset and Brandon Smith are two of the most talented receivers to play at Iowa. And I would have liked to see how their career numbers ended with a 13 game season this year with a bowl game. Although Brandon has battled some injuries, but both of these guys have a legitimate shot at playing in the NFL if they show the speed and quickness that's required at that level. And uh, I, I sure hope we see both of those guys on Sundays in the, in the coming years. Tyrone Tracy's a really athletic kid and, and you know, he didn't get as many touches in this shortened year as he probably wanted, but he's gonna be a top target next year, along with Nico Regani. I'm not sure who to look for after that. Charlie Jones has been mentioned as a guy who really has flashed in practice, and um, I believe that after seeing what he, what he does as a punt returner. Um, but uh, Desmond Hudson is another guy. He's a big wide receiver who's intriguing. And you know, there's several guys that may, may step up, young guys. And then there's three outstanding wide receiver recruits coming in this year, and maybe one or two of them will have a shot at some playing time next year. Phil Parker's defense was one of the best in the nation again this year, 22 straight games without giving up 25 or more points, and number two in the conference in total defense. And I don't know how the Hawkeyes keep reloading with guys declaring early to go to the NFL on the defensive line, and most notably this year were All-American Davian Nixon and first-team All-Big Ten Chauncey Golston. Those guys were so disruptive. Uh, but Zach Van Valkenburg had a heck of a year. He got some All-Conference uh, honors as well. And Jack Heflin, the transfer from Northern Illinois, was solid. Um, again, so many tackles for loss and big plays from that group, and it was really fun to watch. And linebacker Nick Neiman had a solid year. Jack Campbell and Seth Benson um, were really good and will be fun to watch over the next couple of years. And then senior bearings, Wade had some big plays. And, you know, if you look at the future, uh, want to see what younger guys like Jay Higgins and Justin, Justin Jacobs can do next year. So, again, Phil Parker uh, and his staff, just another incredible year. And they, they really are keeping they keep Iowa in every game by holding opponents under 25 points. And Phil's bread and butter, the defensive backs, were solid again this year. Senior Matt Hankins was really good in coverage and became a great team leader, captain. Uh, the other cornerback, Riley Moss, had some big interceptions, and he was solid out there. And safety Jack Kerner, he's one of those walk-ons that develops and becomes a great player for the Hawkeyes. Uh, and the other safety, Kayvon Merriweather, just really improved as the season went along. And with three starters likely returning next year, and then 
The Hawkeyes just got a transfer uh, from you and I, Xavier Williams, a two-time all-conference performer. So the Hawkeyes look to be in good shape uh, on that defensive backfield and have some, some good young players, too, to provide depth there. Final group to talk about, and a really celebrated group of special teams, starting with kicker Keith Duncan, who has made so many big kicks in his career and had another solid year with no extra, no missed extra points and 78% field goal conversion rate. And three of his missed kicks were from 50 plus yards, so another great, great year for Keith. And Amir Smith-Mars said he's a great kick returner, didn't have as many opportunities this year. And, and then all Big Ten punt returner, Charlie Jones, I mentioned previously, he really made an impact on some games with his gutsy returns. And then the Australian punter, Tory Taylor, what a great story. Uh, he ended up first team all Big Ten in his first season ever playing football and had a 44-yard average and, and 18 of his 40 punts were downed inside the 20-yard line. And also want to mention Terry Roberts, Justin Jacobs, they were two of the standouts on special teams, covering punts, uh, blocking, etc. It was interesting to hear Kirk in his final press conference talk about this team and how it's one of his favorite teams along with 2004 and 2008. And I'm sure that Kirk loves 2002, 2009, 2015, and some of the teams, you know, in addition to 2004 where they finished the, the year in the top 10, but 2004 and 2008 were teams that really encountered some adversity early. 2004 with a, a blowout loss to Arizona State. I remember that road trip well. And then a loss to Michigan to start the Big Ten season. And then they rattled off seven straight Big Ten wins, uh, really with a lot of injuries and, and not much available at the running back position. And maybe they had, they had maybe the most exciting victory in Hawkeye history over Nick Saban and the LSU Tigers. And then 2008 was the Sean Green year with Ricky Stanzi at quarterback and oh, just some every loss that year was by one to four points I think and some tough close losses early and then some blowout wins late over Wisconsin and Minnesota and then the huge win over undefeated third-ranked Penn State late in the year spoiling Penn State's bid for a national championship. And the 2008 team also got a nice Outback Bowl win over Steve Spurrier and the South Carolina Gamecocks with Sean Green rushing for 129 yards and three touchdowns. And it sounds like Kirk really loved how this 2020 team battled back from the 0-2 start in a really difficult, unusual year with the pandemic, all the uncertainty around that. And he loved the leadership on the team, the way they kept battling, and they really turned into a heck of a football team. And I don't want to get into a lot of what-ifs, but I, I do wish Iowa could have played two more games. And the way these kids were playing, it could have been an 8-2 and two year with a better opponent, you know, drawn in the bowl game, potentially. It could have been a top-10 finish. Uh, at least it would have been good to have that opportunity. But all in all, you know, this was a, a stressful year in, in a lot of ways. The Hawkeye team was able to go to battle eight games and they entertained us fans with some really big wins and all of the trophies stayed in Iowa City this year and the Heartland Trophy made it back to Iowa City for the first time since beating Wisconsin in 2015. So this team, you know, they'll be remembered for six straight wins, 
improvement in each game, uh, being a really resilient team uh, in, in a really difficult time period in, in our country and our, in our lives. So I think we're going to look back and wish we could have had a full slate of games to see how this team could have finished with the normal 12-game schedule. But we'll have to settle with eight games and know that this team was another good one. And Kirk Ferentz and his staff did another great job coaching these young men. So that is a wrap on 2020 football and a team that's going to be remembered for how they battled during these uncertain times. And, and a big thank you to the coaches and players and their family for their support, um, but for how they've, they've all handled this difficult year. And uh, really, really do appreciate this 2020 team when you look back on it. Well, next up in a couple of days, I'm going to have some basketball talk, but until then, Go Hawks!